everybody, the SWP is brought to you by Jim K. Ford and All Insurance Ontario. Trucks and minivans cost less to insure than small cars. You get a better deal on home insurance if you have good credit. The biggest insurance brokers are owned by insurance companies. I'm Josh. Make sure you choose a broker who has your best interest in mind. All Insurance Ontario is independent, family-owned, and has your back. Text me at 613-860-6008 to get on our team. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford Lincoln is turning 40, and to celebrate, they're giving you a gift. It's Truck Days, and to thank you for 40 years of support, Jim K. is offering up to $3,000 in factory order rebates. No matter what it is you have to do, make, move, or create, there's a Ford truck built for you. Come celebrate four decades of Jim K. by ordering your brand new Maverick, Ranger, or F-150 your way. Secure your order today. Get started at JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes! The SWP with Steve Warren and Jim Jerome. Ottawa Sports Talk every weekday. All right, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Like Biggie said, it's a show about sports and whatever. Today, Calgary hockey fans give Matthew Kachuk an ovation. Connor McDavid coming into his own as a leader. We have an unlikely goal-scoring leader in the NHL. Like we're at the quarter turn, and I would gather, I would... I would suggest that zero people listening right now would say this guy would be the leading goal scorer. And the Jays bring in a Hall of Famer to help run the bench. All still ahead today here on the SWP. Thank you for being with us. We hope you enjoy the show. Apologies out of the gate. My studio is in my loft upstairs and we have a metal roof. So we've got some serious rain happening here in the city of Ottawa. So it might be a little noisy today, but uh, shouldn't be big in terms of an issue. James, how are you today? It's a rainy night in Georgia. Best song about rain. Go. It's raining. It's raining all over the world. It's a rainy night in Georgia. Yeah. That's the best best song about rain. No, we're not doing that game. Your rhythmics. You know, Here comes the I rain again. Blame it on the rain by Here Millie Vanilli. The rain. That's Oh, not bad. Which yeah, they actually yeah. didn't sing. Yeah, Purple Rain. Yeah, nice. Purple Rain might be yeah, the strongest. Good one. Good one. Yeah, Purple Rain uh, might be the. Yeah, Steve. Uh, um, yep. You, you bring up something that I don't know, it just it gets me. It, it gets me in the craw. I, I love a good right, craw. It gets me right in the craw. Yeah. Is uh, okay. Favorite rock band from the eighties. Go. Right. I want oh, to prepare no, something, no, Steve. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why I hate it. it's on Facebook. I don't like. I don't mind it. Uh, it's, I, I need time I to think about it when we're doing it. Just getting you know, be, someone hits you with that cold yeah. on our radio or podcast show. Uh, it's a problem. I don't like it. I don't know. Best movie about raining or rain. Uh, it was a porno. <laughs> oh, that porno music brought back some great memories for me, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the scene, Steve, the whole sure. scene itself. Yeah, um, Steve, you know my advancements uh, that I'm helping people uh, technically, right? That they uh, people are turn to turning to me now to uh, see what's what's new technically, mm-hmm. and uh, I, br- I brought them up to speed and invited everyone to check out the latest uh, is a thing called a mouse. Yes. Okay, that you can get for your iPad. Right? Cutting edge. Um, yep, and and this one, Stevie, just in that the USB cord, Stevie, which I've been using for a long time, USB cords, if you have, need to look that up, folks, mm-hmm. okay, they mm-hmm. go into holes in the yes, side of your laptop. Yes, they're called holes, that's okay. right. Okay, they go into the holes in the side of your laptop. Steve, that there's um, 
they have two sides to them because they look, it looks, uh, you know, it look, it looks mm-hmm. equal on both sides. You know, you're not sure which side to stick into the, into the, into sure. the hole, Steve. Um, and, uh, I've, you know, I've, I've come to discover Stevie and, uh, everyone else needs to know this, that on one, one side, there's two black dots and on the uh, underside, there's two mm-hmm. white dots. And, uh, I've been, I've been, uh, frustratingly, Steve, trying to put these USB, uh, cords into the hole, uh, and realize that it's the two black right. dots, Stevie, that go up all right. the time. Yeah. Thus, another installment of Jimmy helping people. Very good. Steve. Very good. Right. Hell of a week with two updates, with two two hints, two right. tips. I'm not a big HDMI cord guy. You know, plugging in the back of uh, like a cable re- receiver or something like that. You know, if you're trying to you're trying to fish around and feel around, and you just can't you can't quite find the slot. It's like reminiscent of being 17 years old and drunk at a party or something, and you've is it's a big struggle. It sounds like sort of the same thing for you with your USB cords. The parties I went to, Steve, a lot of slots. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gang I hung out with, yeah. yeah, but not many miles when you're in uh, high school, right? I mean, so it's not that bad. So when you're no. th- when you're in your thirties, or, yeah. or even now for you, my God, Jeez. <laughs> sure, I'm in my just 60s. the tread is gone. Anyway. Busted the sixty barrier like a yeah. hot dog down a hallway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. yeah. <laughs> I, I I'll take that, Steve. I'll take that. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking about the music thing today. Uh, I was driving to the store, and one of the oldie stations played Obladi Oblada by the Beatles that I hadn't heard in years. Sure. And it got me sure. thinking, that's one of sure. my favorite songs of childhood, because I vividly... Life goes on my... That's it. That it's one's exactly the know. one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I vividly remember it, because uh, it was a winter day. I was probably about seven or eight... And I was going to my first hockey tournament. I'd never been to a hockey tournament before. I was, and we were just going to Osgood, and it was like this beautiful snowfall. I'm with my dad. We're talking hockey, and I'm like freaking out because I get to play more than one organized hockey game in a day. I thought that was the most insane yeah, thing right. ever. And and that song just has I don't know somehow I heard it in the car and it just attached itself to that memory. And uh, in the spirit of uh, hitting you cold with things, do you have a song from childhood that? maybe fills you with more nostalgia or good feelings than any other? For sure. For sure, Stevie. Uh, I think uh, sneaking into the pub, the Laurentian pub up in Sudbury, mm-hmm. uh, and and hanging out with some uh, some hotties, uh, some slots, okay, uh, while we're in the pub. And, okay, that's enough yes. now, all right? That's, oh. um, it's just, uh, Stevie, it's our new thing with a little bit of Tigor. Each it's show. getting edgier. I don't know a what that's dab- about. That's it. Yeah, that's good. Um, anyway, Stevie, uh, thought I was going to slip across the floor, okay, and ask uh, Geraldine Gallardo to oh, nice. dance, okay, because I was I kind of had the hots for her. And uh, I thought, no, I was going to say no. You and I have talked about this. We were awful, awful at the day. I, I wasn't one of the dudes, you know, who's holding his girlfriend's or wrapping his arm around his girlfriend while he has his, his hand on her yeah. butt, you know, or they would dance with both hands on their butt. No, not me, but... So I finally tried to bust through to the other side and walked over there, and she said yes. Nice. Best okay. feeling ever. She said yes, Stevie, because it was Peaches and Herb. Reunited. Stevie was the song. Yes, Reunited. And it feels so good. Nice. 
reunited in a house. <laughs> That's not how it goes. Whatever it was. That, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I forget how it goes, but you, uh, I, I forget. You know, I'm not very good no. with words. No, you're songs, not. But yeah. No. So that was the good one. Radar Love, Stevie, for some reason. I remember listening to my little transistor radio mm-hmm. uh, to CKSO radio up in Sudbury. CHNO and CKSO are the two radio stations. Listen, yeah, Radar Love. Uh, I forget. Right. And the first, the first clock radio I had, Steve, okay, was a big gift that I got. And the, and the numbers, Steve, were on these little, the, the, the digits were on these little metal yeah. plates that just yeah. flipped. Do you know Absolutely. what I'm talking about? Am I explaining no, I that understand. correctly? Yeah. Yeah. When you adjusted yeah. it, it was like, it was like a Rolodex, you know, with these four numbers on the Rolodex yeah. or three or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, good times. There we go. Yeah. Peaches and her. Love it. Yep. All right. Let's get into things. Enough of this nonsense, Shall ladies we? and gentlemen. We're on to the sports now. And uh, the an old friend came to Calgary last night as the Florida Panthers took on the Calgary Flames. And I was really shocked that there was any love at all for Matthew Kachuk based on the way that he turned his back on them last year. He's a U.S. He's, a, he's right. basically looking for a new contract. The Flames gave him everything he asked for, term and money. And he's still tipped his cap and said, bye, or or said he was just going to sign a one-year contract. And uh, then he went down to Florida, and off he goes. So he returns with the Panthers, and they put on a big, long video for him, and the Flames fans were giving him a big ovation. I was shocked by that. I know later in the game, every time he touched the puck, they booed him and everything, but, man, I wouldn't have thought there was one ounce of goodwill toward that guy. I suppose what Brad Tree Living did to make something out of a bad situation, trading him down to Florida and uh, the Flames ending up with Jonathan Huberdeau and Mackenzie Weger, I would suppose that softened the blow and everything, but it's still Matthew Kachuk kind of turning his back on the organization. I, I wouldn't have had anything good to say to Matthew Kachuk if I was a Calgary Flame fan. What about you? Yeah, well, especially Stevie, where clearly it was for contractual reasons. You know, right? It's like for for the cash for someone who's going to sign, someone's going to give me term. No, the Flames are going to give him you everything. Know, so the Flames just open up the vault to him, and he said, "No, no, I just want a one year deal." Right, right. Uh, that, that you know, that's what I mean. Okay, it was that that was so he ends up. It's over this contract, and they all go, "Well, he can't, he can't do it." So he he went somewhere else. Uh, you know, um, if it was Steve, a veteran player, who says. I'd like to finish my career, Steve, at, in, in another city for whatever reason, right? For family, I'd like to go back there. I'd like to help that team, uh, yada, 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 you know, because the coaches mm-hmm. I know from my junior or yeah, right? And then you go, okay, I get it. But but I, I agree with you. Like, this is, this is, you know, you had everything you wanted. And you're a young player, yeah. Stevie. You're a young guy, right? That's, uh, like I say, there's, you know, when Ray Bork left and shit like that, and they come back to play. And you see it all the time where they... Well, they do embrace them, but it's for obvious reasons, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, I just, I'm just trying to put myself in a Flame fan's kind of uh, shoes, and I, I just don't get it. I understand why Matthew Kachuk did what he did. In you know, he, he went to Calgary last night. This is a guy in Sunrise, Florida. Now that's his new home, and uh, he rolls into Calgary last night. It is minus twenty at game time. Um, There's probably part of him going, mm, I "Don't miss this too much." You think about right. weather, you right. think about taxation, all that stuff. There are lots of reasons, and, and I don't blame Matthew Kachuk for doing what he did, 
But as a Flame fan, um, I'm still, you know, they did everything they could to keep him there. What the deal he got in Florida? Yeah, it's not a feel good reason that he left. No, you know, not it's at not all. A, it's not a yeah. That's what I mean. So I'm. I, I agree yeah. with you. I'm, I'm I'm surprised. Right. Meanwhile, still in Alberta so. with the NHL, Connor McDavid. Yes. Uh, certainly, a lot of people are starting to notice, and you've talked about this in past episodes, going back years, about how Connor McDavid mm-hmm. isn't exactly your classic captain. He's not that communicative. He's not that outgoing. Certainly, his play speaks for itself. But in terms of the leadership, he's eight years into the NHL now. And as always, he's near the top mm-hmm. of the standings as far as scorers go and probably the most skilled player we've ever seen. But uh, what a lot of people are talking about now is that his leadership qualities are going to the next level. His head coach is Jay Woodcroft, and he said, you get to see mm-hmm. the final product, and I get to see the work that goes into that final product. I see in McDavid someone who's driven by team success. I've seen a lot of growth. I've been around him at different points the last eight years. I see growth in driving a team with his leadership, not just in setting an example, but in holding teammates to a certain standard and holding people to account. I've seen a lot of growth in that area for him. And even McDavid himself says, I think just being a little bit more comfortable with being captain, comfortable in the room, comfortable doing media stuff. He's certainly comfortable on the ice, but maybe this is a deal with you just get a little older. You know, you're in the league for eight years. Uh, you're not a kid anymore. And uh, mm-hmm. everybody in Edmonton, um, and maybe you're hearing it too, uh, saying that McDavid is a different guy as far as the leadership angle goes. Yeah. You know, I, I, I people probably eye roll every time. The only examples I know, right, from, from you know, personally are the, are the Oilers. And it was always a pretty interesting dynamic between uh, Mark Messier and Wayne Gretzky. You know, uh, you know, Mark, Mark clearly, clearly was a leader. I, I saw it firsthand. I've seen him hold the dressing room and all that stuff and, and call team meetings and, and call out guys and organize things and do, do all the stuff that captains do. But he wasn't right. the captain. Wayne was. Wayne Gretzky was. And, and, and Gretz had no problem with that. You know, he had no problem with that because that's not really his style, you know, uh, of, of, you know, is he a leader on the ice, right? He always said, on, on the ice, right? I'm, I'm going to let my skill speak for itself. And boy, did it ever. <laughs> it Steve. did, yeah. Okay, boy, did it. <laughs> Same with McDavid um, then. So, what's Same that? with McDavid. That's pretty much been his first eight years in the league in a nutshell, but it's something new this year. Yeah, so, I'm. you know, when I think back, um, you know, I, I don't know what dry settles like, right? I don't, I, but I do know. Because when when Connor was around, Wayne was working for the Oilers. Then he, you know, he spent a few years there, right? A few years ago, uh, and and I remember having dinner with Wayne, and he's saying, "I got to, you know, I got to speak to the kid because he's so mm-hmm. shy. He's so shy that it could affect the team. You know, that it's gonna, you know, throw the team for a bit of a bit of a, a loop." Saying, "Well, God, you're the captain, right?" And which go which goes to show you. That just wearing the C as a, for appearance isn't good enough, yeah. you know, isn't good enough. That that there's so much more that goes on, and it was a struggle for the kids. So um, obviously, everyone else saw that or knew that in the media and all that stuff. And so when this story breaks, uh, that that's how probably painful it was for this guy to have to be a normal leader on yeah. a team where he was probably like Wayne, going, "Yeah, I don't know. Let's can we just not play hockey and 
shoot me, you know, give me the puck. Yeah. Give me the puck. You know. Well, Darnell so, Nurse. Uh, that's good. That that bodes well. That bodes well. Oh, totally. Darnell Nurse, one of McDavid's teammates for a long time now, he was drafted in the first round a year or two before McDavid was, and so he's seen it all. And he said, first and foremost, Connor's a leader by example, goes out and sets the work ethic, not only on the ice, but off of the ice. And he's gotten more and more comfortable. Nurse says he remembers McDavid early in his career when he was barely audible. He probably didn't want to speak up. There's a lot of pressure that comes mm-hmm. along with that. And McDavid said himself that he always felt super awkward when forced to use his voice either in the room or in the media earlier in his career. I'm sure it was like pulling teeth. And Darnell Nurse said, now it seems like Connor doesn't really care. He just says what's on his mind. And I think, uh, to your point, I think that is a very good thing for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, well, Russ has guy- always said too, right? You, you think, well, just... You know, uh, uh, Duncan Keith came in, you know, veteran, veteran player, you know, or or they had uh, uh, a couple other guys over the years, the, the guy from Calgary. Um, and, and Russ always said, well, well, maybe, but uh, he's always of the opinion, you know, if this guy's going to stand up in the room, he better he better have some stats. Right. He better have some stats. So he doesn't believe in 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 having the fourth or fifth guy on your team stats wise captaining the team you know he says because there's still a lot of guys going listen dude you got four goals in 40 games you know yeah sit the f down right so yeah uh but of course connor has all that so cool we saw that there's always that discussion about you know who is right there with connor mcdavid as the truly best players in the game and one name that you almost never hear is jason robertson Jason Robertson is, um, he's, uh, I believe he's a Filipino player, and he played for the Kingston Frontenacs back in the day, second rounder back in 2017. Mm-hmm. And last year, he had a real breakout season in his second full year in the league, 79 mm-hmm. points in 74 games. Now here in his third year in the league, he is currently at the quarter turn of the regular season. He is leading everybody in the NHL in goals scored, 19 goals in 23 games, and he's second only to McDavid in points with 36 points in 23 games. Man, that guy snuck up, I think, on the hockey world. There's probably a lot of people who are listening right now who fancy themselves as hockey fans that maybe know the name but wouldn't have in a million years thought that Jason Robertson would be that level of elite player in the league. I was telling guys, Stevie. I was I telling people, watch over this, guys. A lot of guys, uh, Stevie. <laughs> Lean on me, and they picked him in their fantasy pool. Oh, boy. Yeah. Can you imagine if somebody in a fantasy draft or a hockey pool just jumped up there first overall? Yeah, I'll take Jason Robertson. <laughs> He'd have been laughed out of the pub. <laughs> yeah. What uh, What team does he play for? Dallas. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because that's yeah. where, yeah. The, the other one always that was good, too, that I you know, snuck up me was Jamie Benn mm-hmm. all the time from that team. What? Who's that yeah. guy? Yeah. Well, did that ever sneak up? Because I've been watching. I always watch Connor and Dry Settle, right? Because they've always been one and two, and points are right up there. You know. Yeah. Uh, this goes well, to show you that uh, you know you're seeing the hockey roots come from all over the world now. Um, you've got a guy like Jason Robertson who is uh, born in Arcadia, California. Right. His his dad is Scottish and his mom is Filipino, so. It truly is a world sport now. And, uh, you know, it's still, you know, there's, if you look up and down rosters, 
I still think we're around 50% Canadians on it, but I think uh, as time marches on, it just becomes more and more international, and uh, and that's a good thing. Yeah. And uh, before we go to break, what a crazy game last night. You had the Seattle Kraken taking on the LA Kings, mm-hmm. and if you like offense, if you like your pond hockey, your fire wagon hockey, as they say, you would mm-hmm. love this one. How about 17 goals on Tuesday night at the crypto.com oh arena? It's a, it was a goaltender's game. <laughs> yeah. 9-8. Seattle ends up winning the thing. And uh, you, you just don't see those types of games very often. That is for well, sure. It's the second 17-goal se- uh, game, though, this season. Um, what, let's see what here. Were the, what were the uh, – I'm just, I'm just pulling it up, Steve. Uh, so here's the stats. Yeah, let's it hear was it. the most goals in the first half of a game. It was 12 in the first 30 minutes and 17 combined. Highest scoring game this season. It was the most goals in the first half of a game in more than 12 years. The second 17-goal game since the Leafs defeated the Red Wings 10-7 on February 26th and the 12th regular season game in 35 years with as many goals. Uh, well, that's more than I would have thought. In 35 years, there have been 12 17 goal games but uh anyway it was uh it was bananas one of those games where seattle is probably going okay nice to win that game but we gave up eight yeah that's problematic right yeah that's a little when when you look at the stats steve uh you know you there's good and bad right because so so uh you know let, let, let's see let's see what sort of sort of points goals in this you know a bunch of guys got two three you know two uh, dude, dude got, uh, I think Everly, I think got four assists or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then you, and then you just slide right over there, Steve, to the plus minus. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> plus three. Wow. Minus four, Steve. Mm-hmm. Not a good night. No. Not a good night. You know, no, so anyway, that's cool. Yeah. What well, this could be a Vegas story, Steve, the Kraken, right? Look at, look at, look at their, uh, look where they are in the standings. You know, yeah. Now it's uh, it's once again, as a diehard Sens fan, as someone who's covered the team since day one back in ninety two, ninety three, here in their thirtieth anniversary season, I can't help but resent the NHL for. I mean, it was great that they got a team. I'll give you that. But oh my god, they just set the Sens up for failure by comparison. The Kraken and the Knights. Come on, the Knights right. go to the freaking Stanley Cup final in their first year. And the way Seattle is going right now, although they gave up eight, um, right. you know, they could go deep. Who knows? They've got a fantastic start to the season in the first 20 games. But so they uh, they had favorable expansion draft rules. But I guess that comes with uh, spending about 10 times more than the Sens had to on their expansion fee. We'll yeah. take a time is that, out is of the program. Is that what gets to you? That, that when you do see that, you go, oh, it shoot you right back to the struggling days of the Ottawa Senators? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're over that now, Steve. They're whistling their way into playoff contention Stop early this. all the time, you know. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's swell. No, it's like, where have you been a member at a golf club? Where have I been a member? Yeah, like give me a sample place where you were a member. The Hunt Club? I was at the Hunt in Ottawa and then and then at the, uh, excuse me, Steve, the Royal Mayfair here in Edmonton. Right. Yeah, it would just be, it would be like you know golfing with a guy and he tells you that uh, all of a sudden... Uh, He's a member with all the same privileges you have, but he got in, you know, without an initiation fee and spends like 
10 times less than you do on the same membership. That's how it feels to me as a Saints fan. I'll tell you, I'll tell you my favorite golf story, Steve, as we go to break. Um, there was, there was a a car dealer up in Sudbury named Mm -hmm. McCullough, a Ford dealer. Um, and I was playing with his son in that nationwide event that the great one sponsored. It was down in Collingwood. You, you may remember that where's, it was uh, like a pro-am format. Right. And uh, on the on the first day of the of the actual pro-am for the charity before the before the Thursday round started, uh, McCullough's was was in my group. The guy from Sudbury. Okay, uh, have Stevie had only played at that point three games of golf or something in his life. Right, and he's in our group. Okay. okay painful stevie okay absolutely like why would you even enter this thing okay right. you don't play golf shanking steve whiffing not just whiffing steve once in a while whiffing two and three times each shot wow okay like like a bunch of times right and i was like oh my god man like i was friendly with the guy you know i get it but of course you, you know in the back of my mind i'm like get the f off the golf course man mm-hmm. you know yeah it's just like this has got to be murder for you right Totally, and, and I could play golf, and the other guys could, and a couple of you know, of, of all things, when I'm going to play golf, when I don't play, I'm going to do it with a bunch of touring pros, you know, right? And so, anyway, Steve, it's like the, the fifth hole, and the pro, you know, I, I give him a nudge. I'm like, dude, get over there and give that guy some sort of tip where he can just make <laughs> contact and hit the ball forward, you know, hit it forward, right? And you go, okay, he goes up to we're on a par four, and. uh I don't know if we're playing a scrambler. I, I, I forget. Anyway, it was, and he comes over and goes, look, it just, do you mind if I give you a tip? Right. And the guy's like, holy cow. And no, not at all. Right. Try this. Okay. Grip it a little, get your right hand on top there. Let's go to a 10 finger grip. That interlock thing isn't working for you. And uh, well, why don't you try that? Takes a swipe at it, Steve. Uh, whatever we are, 160, 170 and knocks it in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, naturally. Yeah, yeah. and I've, wow. I've played golf for 50 years. I've never knocked in a 170-yard shot ever. And uh, yeah, that's a that's a dead-ass true story. Uh, yeah, it's like, are, yeah, are you I, fucking kidding me? Yeah, are the you game's kidding crazy. Me? Yeah. yeah, this game's easy, he says. This game's easy. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of Steve Lloyd. You remember Steve Lloyd from yeah. TSN 1200? We were playing one of those media scrambles, and... Uh, yeah, it's a, the sun scramble, and uh, it's just it's a fun competitive thing, and and we just basically shot our way out of it. We were terrible all day, and then you know when when the game was like completely out of reach, he's on a tree root from 180 yards steps, and like we shouldn't be there. We were both have a shot, we, but we shouldn't be hitting off a tree root in a two man scramble. Right. Anyway, we were, and uh, from like I say, 175, 180 yards out, he just lasered something. I don't even know if he got, you know, got the screws on it or not, but. Uh, just bounce, 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 bounce all the way up and right into the hole. It's like, great. Where was that earlier when we were? Yeah. Anyway, Dave, golf is you funny. remember Dave? You remember Dave Lee, the restaurant tour? Of course. Uh, yeah, great guy. Yeah, he, he, frescoes on Elgin and then uh, the Empire Grill and and uh, now we, now he's got we bump into can, each other on the soccer pitch because uh, his daughter was a couple of years older than mine when they were playing Ottawa South United, but I'd see him on the soccer pitch a lot, but I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, he's got he's got vegan restaurants now. Um, yes, I think I think like associated with the yoga studio. I think his wife is. Anyway, that's right. Uh, Dave was a really good golfer. I don't think he plays much anymore. We've all been there where the guy's up against a tree. Steve, he's right handed, but but it, you know the ball's leaning up against the tree on the right hand side of the tree. So you gotta you gotta chip it out left handed. Okay, 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, when, when, sure. you're, when you're up against them. Yep. So Dave whips out his putter. Like, like, like it's his second shot on a par four. His tee shot ended up against his tree. And so anyway, he pulls out the putter. He takes a few swipes left-handed. You know, that he's going to just tap it out, Steve. And rips at it, okay, with the full swing with the putter. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the putter head comes flying off, and he knocks oh, no. the thing in the, yeah, he knocks it in the hole. Yeah, best, best golf shot I've ever seen was that one. Nice. Okay, we're going to talk a little golf in a second here because Mike Weir has been named President's Cup captain for the 2024 event that's going to be at Royal Montreal Golf Club. We'll get to that. And Don Mattingly is a Blue Jay. It's coming up after these words. Everyone knows that to get the best price on home and auto insurance, you have to shop around. But who really wants to do that? With access to all kinds of insurance markets, not only can I get you the best price, but I'll also make sure that you get full value for your money. Call me. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford Lincoln is turning 40, and to celebrate, they're giving you a gift. It's Truck Days, and to thank you for 40 years of support, Jim K. is offering up to $3,000 in factory order rebates. No matter what it is you have to do, make, move, or create, there's a Ford truck built for you. Come celebrate four decades of Jim K. by ordering your brand-new Maverick, Ranger, or F-150 your way. Secure your order today. Get started at JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes! All right, let us close it out today with uh, some boys of summer, I suppose. Yes, and Mike okay. Weir is the President's Cup captain for the 2024 event at the Royal Montreal Golf Club. First Canadian to captain the international team. Of course, he was uh, he had some great moments. He beat he beat Tiger head to head. Did he not at the President's Cup one time? Well, they they, they I think they tied, or okay. maybe tied. Like, like they gave him about. It was really cool. They gave him about a 20-footer on the very last hole. They had this back-and-forth match, and it was in Canada, uh, as I remember. And um, that, 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 that's what I had. You'd have to look that up, but they gave, I, they gave I just him a have, really— I, I just have—it was 07, and Royal Montreal is where it happened. And Weir famously beat Tiger during Sunday's singles match. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I remember that for sure. The, here's the weird thing, Stevie, about the Ryder Cup and being a captain. Uh, you know, it's played every two years. Uh, and the, so it's, it's, you know, it, to be clear, it's, it's the President's Cup, right? The President's Cup, sorry. Yeah, which is, which is everyone but Europe against Canada. And, and of course, the Ryder Cup is Europe, except, right. you know, with, with nobody else. So, um, it's not, it's the, it's the sort of little grandson of the, of the Ryder Cup, but, um, anyway, naming these captains, Steve, of these teams is taking nothing away from Weir's ability and all that stuff. I, I don't think there's a bunch of skill in this captain's role, Steve. Okay. It's an honorary position. And they go, what do you do? Well, they, they, they you know, they got the best players, Stevie. Okay. They invite the best players. Okay. To the thing relatively, it's, it's always, you know, the top there, there's the odd captain's pick where they have an option to maybe pick a guy who's not in the top 12. Uh, you know, and they're good. So it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, that guy could win anytime, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he's he could be good in the four ball. He could be good in the in the two ball. He could be good in the alternate shot. Uh, might be strong in the signal in the singles, but so it's kind of like, oh, what do they do? Like, don't get mad at me, Steve, but you or I could could captain a President's Cup team. Okay, yeah, you I'd could. Agree. You could you could sit there and go, okay, I got an idea. Uh, my captain's picks are the top 12 guys. 
Right. Okay, that's what I'm picking. Oh, no, you know what? You should look at what's his face. Yeah, no, I, I did. Yeah, but I'm going to go with the other guy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's awesome. What yeah. about this guy who's awesome? Right. The third so, awesome. Yeah, I, I just like an Olympic hockey team, right? I feel like the average hockey fan who knows a little bit about hockey, you know, fire together your lines and just watch them go. Open the door for them and they'll be fine. You'll win your share of hockey games and you could win a gold medal. It's the same with yeah. golf, I think. Yeah, it's like, you know, we're going to put Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed together. Okay. And we go, okay, I hope they win. <laughs> yeah. Because they're playing Rory McElroy and freaking John Rahm or something, right? Or whatever it is in the Ryder Cup or the. Right. You know, so. Um, that, I guess the that, one bit of deal, the, the, that, that one bit of strategy that always I found interesting was do you, you know, if you've got Tiger in his prime, do you play him early? Or do you wait until the final group? Right. And right. if you if you wait till the end, then the well, you might have lost by then, so it might be a moot point. So it's uh that would be the only real dramatic strategy. Otherwise, it's just moving chess pieces around that are all awesome. Yeah, it's kind of like being named the being named the head coach of the All Star team. Right? right. Big honor, big honor for sure. Right, big honor for sure. So, anyway. Uh, Way to go, Mike. You know, yep. way, to, way, way to go, Mike. If you need a hand, call Steve and I. We'll do some picks for you. Absolutely. And the Blue Jays, to close it out, have hired Don Mattingly as a bench coach. That's kind of interesting. Uh, the six-time All-Star with a 14-year big league career playing with the Yankees. He was awesome and spent five years as manager of the L.A. Dodgers. He spent the last seven as manager of the Miami Marlins and announced in September he's not going to seek a new contract with the Fish. And so mm-hmm. now he comes to the Blue Jays. To be a bench coach under, I guess you'd would, would you still be a rookie manager if you? Yeah, he'd be his first full season as a Blue Jays manager. And John Schneider, who took mm-hmm. over from Charlie Montoyo in the middle of the season last year, I would wonder if that's maybe just an insurance policy. I wonder if Don Mattingly is coming here with half an eye on being the next manager of the Blue Jays. Seems odd after well over a decade as a manager in the league that you'd suddenly come to Toronto to be a bench coach. What, what What is a bench coach? Helping out the manager, basically. Okay. They're both on the bench. Sure. Oh, it's just, a, it's just, a, it's, a, it's like baseball's assistant coach. He'll have different roles depending on the team and what the manager wants. Right. A lot, a lot of people know that name, right? Of course, Don Mattingly, but you know, longtime New York Yankee. Uh, and and what, I, I didn't realize how good he was as a manager when, when I read those stats. What people don't know, Steve, about Don Mattingly is the time he spent with the Minnesota North Stars. Yes. All right. Close that it that make there. him very That's qualified, Steve. My cue to end the program right now. Ladies and gentlemen, our website is stevewproject.com. We urge you to check that out. If you want to call us, uh, call us. If you want to email us, you just call me. Yeah. Give me yes, give give Stevie phone. a call. Yeah, I don't even remember my phone number. And his address, uh, Manatic Road, 7215 Manatic Road. How dare you? Uh, yeah, you can email us, stevewproject at outlook.com. Uh, enjoy your day. I'm off to the Sens game tonight. That'll be fun with my daughter. And nice. so uh, thanks to uh, um, thanks to Neil Chenier from Chenier Mechanical, a uh, friend of mine who's uh, just flipped me some tickets out of the blue. And I said, okay, I'm going to take my daughter. It'll be great. Waters have no business going to the hockey game, Steve. Okay, first edit right, right there. They're, they're we had girls. so much. We said a lot of edgy stuff at the start of the program, and I wasn't planning on editing it out, but I'm getting rid of that. It's all good. Okay, we should go. Enjoy your Grab day. Your we'll phone. talk to you, you next time. Phone call. I do. Have... Good night, everybody. <laughs> you 
started so strongly. We'll see you. <laughs>